You're listening to episode 313 of the Major Issues Podcast, and on this episode, we look at all the projects that are going to come out this year in 2024 and try to predict what's going to hit and what's going to miss. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by comicbookclick.com, and I have the best job in the world because I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. I am the all-star Asa Griffin, straight out of Orange County. Been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. It's been yes, a minute. Sir. And and usually when you're on this cast, we are looking back. You know, we got we were looking at the rear view mirror. We're trying to look back at a piece of media that we've watched, a book that we've read, a show that we want to cover. We are in a rarefied air. We're in a good mood this week. We're actually going to be looking forward into the future. It is the first week, or I guess two, when this comes out of uh 2024 uh did you have a good new year it was fun low-key uh being a dad is is different but we right, had right. a great time played a lot of dominoes so uh, <laughs> i'm gonna get some some dominoes fans out there on on the instagram later yeah it was weird because of uh it landing on a sunday same thing with christmas threw me off freaking completely and work took complete advantage of that because uh, <laughs> they were like oh you know we work days are work days um but yeah i always like in the beginning of these years when we have a chance to kind of look at the slate of things that have been announced uh to come out this year and kind of gauge our excitement to see uh whether or not we're anticipating a lot of this stuff but it's also really fun because after this <laughs> when this year is complete it's always fun to look back at these episodes and see what was the sleeper hits things maybe we weren't really anticipating were going to be great and um the things that we thought were going to be absolutely amazing that may not have <laughs> hit all that well so if you're willing uh i'd like to go through the slate that i currently have of uh movies and uh, television shows dealing with comic books and comic book media and we can kind of uh gauge our excitement what do you think well, yeah, let's play i dig it i dig it um let, let's start off with stuff that's already out technically uh echo has already dropped all of its episodes five episodes on uh disney plus marvel's echo is a television miniseries created by marion dyer for the uh streaming service disney plus uh it's the 10th tv series in the mcu produced by marvel studios the series follows maya lopez also known as echo a deaf native american Choctaw and the former leader of the tracksuit mafia, a criminal gang working for Wilson Fisk. After the events of Hawkeye in 2021, Maya is being pursued by Wilson Fisk's organization, leading her to return to her hometown in Oklahoma, where she must come to terms with her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace her family and community. The series stars Alec, uh, sorry, <laughs> Alequa Cox as Maya Lopez slash Echo. Uh, with Chaske Spencer, Tantu Cardinal, Charlie Cox, Devery Jacobs, Zahn McLaren, Cody Lightning, that's an amazing name, uh, <laughs> Graham Green, and our boy Vincent D'Onofrio. 
Now, as we're talking, as we're recording, uh, the episodes have dropped. Strangely, I haven't gone into it yet. Usually, this stuff I am I'm already dived in, especially with the idea that all the episodes are out. A younger George would have stood up and <laughs> trying to finish all this stuff and then been out in a terrible mood for work. What is your uh, level of excitement towards this series, and have you had a chance to check any of it out yet? Um, super amped. Um, I would say, if going at a scale of five, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go four point eight on a level of excitement. Um, now I have delved into it a bit. I've watched the first episode. Okay. Um, it's. From what I watched, um, I oh, sorry, uh, just from the episode, um, you do have quite a bit of flashbacks, kind of showing you how you got here. Okay, um, but it's done well because they add content. Um, right, but also, uh, I think the MCU at least they they just confirmed uh, that all of the uh, the Defenders Netflix series are now officially canon. Yeah. Um, so now that all that's real, I think for the most part, MCU shows crush it. Um, I think so, I think so as well. I'm a little I'm a little peeved by their sudden their flip flopping of that whole MCU thing because yeah. when the series had all first came out, um, it was like yeah MCU they would reference uh, um, you know the Battle of New York or mm-hmm. they would reference the blip or whatever and you'd be like oh that's super cool, and then the movies never gave them that kind of love and we started to slowly backtrack and be like well maybe it's an alternate universe and then. When we started hearing that some of these characters were going to be introduced into the MCU proper, there was a lot of talk of like, well, this is like kind of a reboot. This is not, this is Matt, but it's not the Matt you know in She-Hulk. You know, it's a, it's kind of like an offshoot kind of Matt. Um, I'm glad that we are here, but all the stuff in between, the like, it was like um, Marvel Netflix liked MCU, but MCU didn't like like Marvel Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, now uh, they decided to get together and birth this baby. Echo, which is a hodgepodge of what we've already established in the MCU with characters like Hawkeye and Hawkeye, and now moving forward to kind of lead us to things like Daredevil Born Again, which is going to connect all of it together. I'm, I've am i gone with flat numbers, so I've got a four out of five. The only thing that is making me trepidatious is just the idea in general and the vast universe of pos- uh, possibilities that I won't like it. That's that's the one like because we're in a weird situation right now where um, to the fan base, one of these things not hitting can make or break their enjoyment of the rest of this. Uh, There's a lot of people that were already kind of tired, right? They were already kind of, you know, lagging behind with some of this stuff. So if this doesn't knock it out of the park, you know, they may not follow the rest of this through line through. Um, I laugh because have you seen the actual Defender show? Yes, sadly. So the thing that I keep yelling at people whenever they tell me that um, this is canon now is I'm like, so where the hell was everybody with the dragon bones underneath the city? (laughs) Where were the Avengers? Where was Spider-Man? They was digging up dragon bones. There's a whole... There's a whole clandestine ninja army. (laughs) Hell's Kitchen. Cutting off people's fingers and invading hospitals. There's a lot going on. Uh, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see some of this stuff come together. Um, I'm a little also trepidatious with Fisk. I love Fisk in the MCU Netflix uh, series. So like I'm just very uh, I hope very much that this is he, it's in that same vein. Um, I I love Vincent D'Onofrio, Vanessa, 
<laughs> son of a boxer i love all that <laughs> so uh, i'm hoping that that they bring the energy and stuff with that and then that's just on the on the like the surface level there's so many people whether they are of native american background or um hearing impaired that are going to get a whole nother level of enjoyment from this series mm-hmm. um i we posted about it on comic book click uh on our facebook and somebody was like oh they're gonna lose a bunch of money pandering to i'm like these guys are swimming in money if one show out of 35 is is is, is, is you know geared to a, a different demographic i'm not hurting like i i i never get that um that resistance to like yeah. a, a a different sort of protagonist but i don't think that's going to um I don't think that's going to detour this show at all if it's meant to be as good as it as it looks. And uh, this is also us dipping our toe into something a bit more adult um, with uh, with the MCU shows. Well, also kind of, I mean, it, we're, we're returning, you know, like whereas uh, Daredevil seasons one through three were phenomenal. Um, I would I would probably maybe my best my favorite property that of the entirety uh, now in the MCU proper. Um, you know, uh, my, my only, I would say, issue would be uh, Iron Fist. Um, yeah. Just, uh, season two was a bit better. Season two, right. but it's so only because it, they said, that's only because they said, you suck in season two. Yeah. They're like, by the way, exactly. you suck. Well, they also kind of referenced the Immortal Iron Fist, which was my favorite comic runs. Super um, cool, super cool. I so just I read like, that not what, too long ago. Really, really okay, good stuff. It's good. Really, really good uh, stuff. Whenever they finished it, I was like, oh, I'm going to get hyped for season three then. You know, season three is going to be legit. I don't think they won't, they won't do the whole, you know, multi-universe city war prison thing. They, they did kind of like a, like a truncated version of that in season one. Remember they made them fight a bunch of different people? It like it was like a weird like tournament kind of raid. He had to go to different levels, and one of them was like the Bride of Nine Spiders, or the Bride of Spiders. Can't remember exactly how her name was, but like she's in that that run there. It was such a hodgepodge of what the story could have been. But yeah, to see that end, uh, looking for Orson Randall, the guns yes. with the with the you know glowing and stuff like that. I was like, what? Even even Luke Cage, which I felt like kind of fell off a cliff once Mahershala Ali wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it, it, like the idea that Luke would think he needs to be on the bad side to keep the bad stuff, yeah. you know, like is an interesting, that's an interesting, uh, wrinkle for that character. He's like, well, I, I'll be the mob boss. If that means keeping the mobs at bay. And it's like, what, how does Daredevil feel about that? How does Jessica feel about that? How does, you yeah. know, uh, uh, Danny feel about that kind of stuff? So I'm super excited to watch these guys connect. Is there anybody in this, in these, in these, uh, Defenders universe that you want to see kind of, uh, chalk it up with anybody, uh, MCU proper? Um, well, the character himself, uh, spoilers for Jessica Jones. Um, I thought the addition of Purple Man, uh, who's a terrifying oh, villain, yeah. the fact yeah. that, now he's official, but She-Hulk kind of made it where there are people with powers kind of all around. Some of them are a little louder than others. So right. if you take that 10 years ago, Purple Man, um, terrifying villain, um, I think he would have been the most interesting to see kind of involved, but also yeah. to see a Jessica Jones-esque, like her return, I think would be yeah. really, really fun. I don't know how she personally would translate to the movie MCU. Um, right. 
you know, at, you know, especially in like a mainline role. Like if she showed up or whatever, kind of same with uh, was it Shadow Cat? Her, you know, her sister who. Oh yeah, Hellcat, Hellcat, Hellcat. That's it. Shadowcat's yeah, yeah. a whole different thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, same with Hellcat. And right. so that's interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I have not gotten. I'm not again not delved far into Echo. It would. I really hope if I if we stay or if we go back to New York City. We do get a little more Daredevil. Maybe we do get a reference to like the Luke Cage crime syndicate, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say they kind of are. They're not in New York for Echo, right? That's yeah, so, that yeah. we were just saying. They went to they go to Oklahoma, so it kind of allows them to touch on the defenders of it all, but not necessarily. You know, you you don't. I don't have to say, well, where is everybody? Because they're not in New York. <laughs> but also with uh, you know, they kind of in Hawkeye. Uh, they kind of hint that the kingpin survived the blip and yeah. used the blip to become the kingpin or to re-become okay. the kingpin. And then so... Yeah, because know. last we saw, he was going to jail, right? He got shot I beat place. you! I beat you! Well, before, before that. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, yeah. Before the blip. Yeah. Uh, is Matt screaming in his face? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's covered uh, yeah. in blood. <laughs> um, he showed him his face and was like... Right, right, yeah, right. It was, it was and so... So it would have to go from there to where we see him in Hawkeye. That a time is unaccounted for, seemingly. And I, I yeah. guess they might touch on some of that in Echo. Um, you mentioned Jessica Jones. She's real big friends with Carol Danvers in the comics. That would be pretty fun <laughs> to see yes. her and Brie Larson. Like the cheeriness of Brie Larson and just the dryness of Kristen Ritter. <laughs> I think it would be really, really cool. Um, I want Foggy Nelson back. I want Foggy and Karen yes. back. I want to bring, bring, bring all these. I want Turk Barrett back. Remember Turk? He was in every show. He was the low-level guy that used to always get. Uh, I got some bad news for you, man. <laughs> Is he gone? Did he die? I believe he that actor. I believe he passed away. Yes. Oh no! You just heard it here, folks. On the major yeah. breaking podcast. news, po- from two possibly years very, possibly a very, very long time ago. <laughs> um, an- another thing that's come out. Uh, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 is an animated superhero film and the first entry in a trilogy. Uh, this movie is based on the DC Comics crossover event of the same name, which is aimed to streamline the DC's continuity and establish a more accessible canon. The film follows Barry Allen, also known as The Flash, as he revisits personal milestones like his first day with Iris West, the formation of the Justice League, and his wedding day. A mysterious entity is killing planets in every reality, and Barry's Earth is next. With so many threads scattered across time and space, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 is basically built for incomprehension. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> the film is directed by Jeff Wamister and written by Jim Craig. Uh, the movie was released on January 9th and is available on streaming plaf- on various streaming platforms. Um, so... This I gave a two out of five. I don't absolutely like I'm gonna get around to it. But the idea of DC constantly torpedoing universes, I'm just a little bit over. <laughs> and um Crisis, very much like Flashpoint, to me has mm-hmm. always served as a in case of emergency break glass situation. You know, like we've gone way too far, smash mm-hmm. the thing, we're resetting it all. And that's what Crisis is supposed to do. Um they've done it in the Arrowverse. Uh, yes. Already, um, uh, you know, depending on how you feel about it, to some success or or not. Uh, but I don't know if you were tra- tracking this. We were in something called the Tomorrowverse, 
for the animated series, animated films. I'm sorry, um, and I think it, I think it's only been like two or three years or something like that. <laughs> like right right before this, uh, Tomorrowverse, we had like a twenty film seemingly 20 film connected universe with like throne of atlantis and um uh all the like batman bad blood and uh mm-hmm. what is it um uh the the other infinite earths one i can't remember exactly what it's called where you meet the crime syndicate um but all of that was supposed to be like in the same sort of shared universe and they did um you know that big blowout uh thing with dark side and and all that stuff it, it was kind of metal and then um we ushered in this era and we we're already hitting the reset button so i'm like i'm not gonna drag it completely but it's like uh, i can't help but think that the crisis and you you'll hear it here first is going to be the big fish that james gunn is going to try to to wrangle um uh, it not not he has a supposedly he has a 10-year plan um and it just makes sense that it would be a celebration of all things DC at the end of the day, which means including other uh, multiverses like possibly the Arrowverse. You might see those guys suit up in five years' time, you know. But I definitely think all of it should bring Henry Cavill back as some sort of like either Kingdom Come Superman or Earth Two or Earth Two Superman. You know, like uh, like they, their Earth would be a cautionary tale. <laughs> I'm like, what goes wrong? What you know? What happens when things go wrong over there? But um, have you been following up on these animated uh, films at all? And what is your uh, anticipation for this? Oh well, this one, um, I I think you're right with a two. Uh, in as far as excitement goes, um, that, yeah. I, I mean, I think Arrowverse. What that that just ended? What seven years ago? Like it wasn't that long ago. Um, didn't they also do a Shazam centered yeah. one? Like all I mean I within so. the past decade or so? Yeah, like, yeah. I, but I I would agree. I think I think this is James Gunn who's just like, you know what? I want I want everything to kind of be aligned in my situation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, let's just go ahead and you know, we'll 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 you know, uh we'll end the tomorrow verse and then now we'll focus on the the DCEU Elseworlds. Well, right. the D, yeah, with like, like he's doing with all the other live action uh, things, and, and then the other animated things. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, but if we can get Henry Cavill back as Injustice Superman, oh, that'd um, be pretty cool too. <laughs> I would. I'm a hundred percent in. A hundred percent DC can do no can do no wrong. If if the entire uh, you know decade of Batman versus Superman. You know, why would you say that name leads us to injustice with Henry Cap? Ah, worth it, worth it all. Yeah, it, it would feel like they 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 are completing an arc there. But you're right, 100. percent I completely spaced on the the um the fact that the animated shows for DC moving forward are are going to be connected to the same universe that James Gunn is creating. Um, so. You know, uh, people who made a voice certain animated characters might actually end up playing them in real life, uh, et cetera, and so forth. So, yeah, this is literally a line wide uh, restart. <laughs> so, this is going to restart this, and you know, we'll talk about the last remnants of the CW Arrowverse, which are also going to, you know, tank all to make a clean slate for their uh, DCU. Um, next up on February 14th, we have Madam Web. Uh, Madam Web is an upcoming superhero film 
Based on the Marvel character of the same name, the movie is produced by Columbia Pictures and Di Bonaventura Pictures in association with Marvel Entertainment and distributed by Sony Pictures Releasing. The film is directed by S.J. Clarkson, who co-wrote the screenplay with Claire Parker, Matt Sazama, and Burke Sharpless from a story written by Jerry, sorry, by Kareem Sanga, Sazama, and Sharpless. So three writers. Uh, I don't. I don't know. The movie stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Cassie Webb, Madam Webb, a New York paramedic who channels her newfound clairvoyant abilities to fight crime and protect a trio of young women from a ruthless enemy with mysterious ties to their past. The film also stars Sydney Sweeney, Celeste O'Connor, Isabel Merced, and Tahar Rahim. The movie is set to be released again on Valentine's Day of this year. Uh, I put this squarely at a one <laughs> because <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me, Morbius, and let there be carnage, shame on me. And now we have this. And I believe, very similar to what I said about Crisis and The Flash, I have always seen this movie as some sort of weird Trojan horse that's going to allow Sony to put their name on uh, the connected universe of Spider-Man, even though a piece of that is still in the MCU. Mm -hmm. I think the combination of this Spider-Verse and whatever other multiversal stuff is happening in the MCU is going to allow for that stuff to move back and forth. And this is going to be our introduction that Sony's also playing the multiverse game. Uh, Madam Web, as you know, can see the past and the present, but she can also see the web of destiny, which is where other spider people in other universes, you know, she can, she can see and sense them. It's a big part of the actual spider verse comic that they haven't really touched on at all. This whole web of destiny that links everybody together. They kind of played it with a little bit with Miguel O'Hara, but yeah, like this, I kind of just want to see the post credit. Like I kind of just want to see where this leaves things at the end of it. Um, but don't let me rain on your parade if you are digging Madam Web. What where where are you gazed at with this film? So if I have to stick on a one to five and I can't go yeah. lower, um, I <laughs> no. think one's probably the way to go. Yeah. Um it so far Sony's done almost nothing to impress me out on their uh, live action uh movies. Um uh, I would I would love to tell you um that I, I enjoyed uh was it Let There Be Carnage? Um, yeah. Because the lead up to that, because Venom was fine. I didn't love Venom. I, I thought Venom was fine. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was a fun take on a character. Um, mm. You know, I think Tom Hardy kind of killed it as uh, Eddie Brock. Um, yeah. You know, and then so Venom was enjoyable. And then I was hyped for Let There Be Carnage with, uh, you know, especially with Woody Harrelson, who's insane as a yeah. person. But this, from my understanding, Madam Web in itself is an additional universe. It's oh, not. Boy. <laughs> I, 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 right, I could be wrong, right, but I right. was I was reading a, a kind of in, in preparing for our our, uh, our podcast. I it, so it, this is another universe to which can make everything come together. Um, you know, like I think they're uh, the villain they have. Um. Oh, Ezekiel Sims. Yes. I think he's really interesting. Yeah. 
But also, I, I mean, if I remember correctly, doesn't he not suit up? Isn't he kind of like... He doesn't have power. No, he has power. Sorry, he doesn't have... I don't think he got bit. <laughs> I think he, yeah. like, trained himself to do this stuff. But his most characteristic feature is he doesn't wear shoes. Like, that's yeah. it. He wears, like, suits and doesn't wear shoes. Didn't he get power from, like, a totem? And like, yeah, the but, spider totem and stuff. And then yes. he, like, trained himself to use the abilities. And he ends up telling Peter, like, what happened to you is not an accident. Like, this is faded across the multiverse. And yeah. there's other people that have the totems as well. He's usually the introduction to, like, the inheritors, Merlin and the rest of those uh, spider killer uh, people. Um, so I can totally see this being the vehicle for that. But then what do you do for two hours? If this is if, if all this is just an introductory vehicle for concepts that you're not going to really use here... I don't, I, I don't know. And remember the, remember that Venom post credit. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Venom? Where's the one where, you know, he like goes to the MCU for like a oh, day. Yeah, that was car that was Carnage. And then in Spider Man, the post credit, if I'm not mistaken, is that he, he just goes back, right back. So it's just that. like you know, so he knows of a Spider Man. Yes, I guess coming back, you know, um, interesting. But yeah, I mean. There's a lot of good-looking people on this cast. Oh, yeah, that's, it, it will be an attractive movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I cannot... Like, Morbius was so dry. It was just dry. Um, and I just... At a time now where everyone is screaming to the high heavens about fatigue, you wonder if there's space for something like this. You know, something that's not groundbreaking. Um, I do believe there's space in general. For non-groundbreaking movies, popcorn flicks that you could just eat. But right mm -hmm. now, we're at a case where, like, the next things have to hit, <laughs> hopefully. And, um, I mean, come on. The thing that will hit, my five out of five, coming July 26, 2024, Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3 is an upcoming uh, superhero film, uh, you know, based on Deadpool. It's produced by Marvel Studios, Maximum Effort, and 21 Laps Entertainment and distributed by Walt well, Disney Studios Motion Pictures. The movie is directed by Sean Levy, or Levi, and stars uh, Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson, Deadpool, uh, Hugh Jackman as James Logan Howlett, uh, Marina Baccarin as Vanessa Carlisle, Bri Brianna Hildebrand as Negatonic Scenage Warhead, and uh, Jennifer Garner as Electra Nachios. This film is intended to be the 34th film in the MCU. It's, M it's Deadpool's introduction into the MCU. It's a sequel to both Deadpool 1 and 2. And the story of the movie is still on the wraps. But it's expected to integrate Deadpool with the MCU. Uh, but also retain the R rated of R rating of the previous films. And like I said, I guess this, dead, this uh, echo and stuff is kind of like the, the, uh, the toe dipping. For the R-rated yeah. con content. Okay, sorry, uh, I had a little bit of technical issues. Oh no, you're kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this, I oh, ten out of five. Ten out like, of five. Like, um, no, yeah. Well, one, uh, the the writing for Daredevil, you know, one was you know amazing um i know people weren't as big a fan as two as one but i thought it was just as enjoyable um mm -hmm. uh i don't know how deadpool works in the mcu you mm -hmm. know with the with the fourth wall breaking in a movie setting but if it's i mean even if the writing's phenomenal and they get to tone it back a little bit just to kind of fit in the mcu that, that that's totally fine um 
you know, I maybe we get a um a Deadpool kills every other universe but the MCU. Like yeah, I could totally, I could totally see that. I mean, there's been stuff leaked out that's pretty interesting uh, in regards to, um, you know, uh, all the Fox stuff, and that's I think what this is really meant to be is uh, some sort of. It's a love letter to everything Marvel that's not MCU, mm-hmm. everything that kind of falls right outside of this stuff, all the in, in association with Marvel stuff. Um, but I hope they have a bunch of fun with it. Like I said, I want um, uh, Blade, if they can. You know, like if we could get Wesley Snipes, I'm down for that. Uh, Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Like I really want them to to kind of play around with every MCU film that kind of led us up to, to, to this here. Um, but... Uh, not only that, but I think what people are super stoked about after 20 plus years playing the character, uh, not only is Hugh Jackman returning, but he's getting his own suit. We were literally getting the Wolverine suit for the first time in 20 years. Um, all the way when you trace back to that first film with the thing about spandex, mm-hmm. um, you know, yellow spandex. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we, we're, we're past that now, or I guess, you know, we're all about that now. There's no apologies. Uh, uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, and, and the multiverse is, you know, it's completely in play with this Fox stuff, with the MCU stuff, and with the thing is, with when it comes to multiverse, you never know who's going to end up dropping by, and I wanted to bring in a little bit of that energy to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Better late than never. Uh, a Rob, the Marvel God, is actually going to join us for the rest of this episode of the podcast. He has been. Uh, one of the people that has been looking through all the news, rumors, and speculations when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I know he's super stoked about the future of some of these projects. But before we talk about all of that, uh, how are you feeling about this Deadpool 3 uh, of it all? And out of 5, rate your level of anticipation. Ooh, man, Deadpool 3, it, it, the anticipation for it, it, it it's, it's, it's 5 out of 5. Like This this will be like the end it or break it for Marvel, like, with, it, with everything recently happening with them, this is going to, like, save the ship. To save the ship, because everyone thinks it's sinking for some reason. But, you know, Deadpool 3 is going to do a bill and a half at the box office for real. So I'm yeah. super excited for it. And, you know, rumor has it, we might get this teaser trailer for it during the Super Bowl. So, you know, we're going to see what it's going to look like. Yeah, we've only just been getting like vague teases. Like we've got nothing official of like this is what <laughs> this is what it's gonna be. We don't have a plot summary, any of that kind of stuff. People have been kind of deducing from what they've seen from uh, leaked footage, and we've also been asked very kindly by Mister Reynolds not to leak any more footage uh, moving forward. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing about this film, you were talking about making it or breaking it. This will be the only MCU film of twenty twenty four. They got one. Which, to a lot of people, you know, that's great news because they felt like things were being a bit oversaturated. Um, and right. come come on, I post this major's news, they need all the time in the world to restructure everything that they, <laughs> they're working on because, man, the, 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 the house is on fire, you know, and Kevin Feige's in the middle going, I'm fine. Um, but there's still so much good stuff uh, moving forward when it comes to this stuff. So I just can't wait to see. And I want to hear all the Deadpool Wolverine jokes. Like, I want to hear all that kind of stuff. And then, and then, like, 
this is the this is the 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 um what do you call it almost the appetizer right i'm super stoked to watch this because i want to see you know deadpool and wolverine and the fox people this is the door to get that guy hanging with cap and hanging with spider-man and hanging with the x-men like that's the next phase of all this stuff is is ryan reynolds (laughs) bullshit like the joke of deadpool one is like they couldn't afford anybody else to be in the the (laughs) film and now he's in the universe for the characters that he could bounce his uh improv skills off of like what is it what does it look when he meets a darcy you know, like what's what's that what's that the whole situation gonna look at when he, uh, when he finds Rocket when he sees a talking raccoon with guns and stuff like that just with a killer instinct just like him, um, I'm super stoked for that. Uh, I did say that this was the only MCU film coming out in 2024, but it's not the only Marvel film coming out as we've already stated. Madam Web is set to come out, and uh, regardless of whether or not anyone's asking for it, on August 30th, 2024, we are getting Craven the Hunter. Uh, Craven the Hunter <laughs> is based on the Marvel character. It's produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel Entertainment and distributed by Sony Pictures. It is intended to be the fifth film in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Uh, the film was directed by J.C. Chander with a screenplay by Richard Wink, Art Markham, Matt Holloway from a story by Wink. It stars Aaron Taylor Johnson in the title role alongside Ariana DeBois, Russell Crowe, Fred Hitchinger, Christopher Abbott, and Alessandro Nivola. Craven the Hunter is the visceral story about how and why one of Marvel's most iconic villains came to be, set before his notorious vendetta with Spider-Man. And this is the this is the blurb on the website. Set before his notorious vendetta with Spider-Man, Aaron Taylor Johnson stars as the titular character in the R-rated film. Because you just got here, A-Rob, scale of one to five, where are you sitting on Craven? And uh, yeah, just chat a bit about what you think about what this is going to be. I'm actually really excited for Craven just because of like how he was portrayed in the recent new Spider-Man game. I'm really seeing how Aaron Taylor Johnson's portrayal of that character is going to stack up with the most recent interpretation of the character. Because he, he really got popularized to the mainstream because of the fact he appeared in that game. But now, because he's going to appear in the movie, he's going to appear in like you know a grander general audience. So now, people are really going to see, like, is this really Craven? Is this the last Hunt Craven? Is this the Craven we're going to get that killed Spider-Man? Like... What kind of craving are we going to get it? Like, you know, he always going to have magical lion blood. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give me out of five? Out of five? I might have just special for you. I'm, I'm going to give it a solid three and a half out of five. Because, you know, it's like, here, here's another Spider-Man spinoff without Spider-Man. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad, but like, can we get a spinoff with a little bit of Spider-Man in it? Please? Is anyone gonna pick up the vulture? Like, uh, he he's still stuck in right. In that, that's, that's a whole Morbius. He's with Morbius. They're just hanging out. Yeah, throwing up. Like, he's <laughs> just in the Morbius universe. All Star Asa Craven. Is it on your radar? What you think? Um, no. I no? <laughs> I too. You know, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. You know, I think you know, I, I, but he. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving? What are you giving it out of five? I, I'll, I'll say I'll give it a two. I mean, it at, okay. at the very least, you know, you have Zeus is the dad of Quicksilver. 
you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean um is it gonna be is it set in the venom you morbius madam web universe is it you know i i just think it's Very hard strange. to do a spider-man movie without spider-man i mean I, I i can agree there um i put it at a three i think the only thing that's gonna make it for me is the r rating i'm very interested in seeing what they can do ah. uh, in, in spider-man universe with an r rating we've already seen him literally take a bite out of crime like he, in the trailer he bites somebody's nose or something like that um <laughs> and chameleon has been rumored to be in this we already know there was there was a rhino mention in this um so simultaneously as i said before with madam webb i believe with madam webb sony is using the building blocks to build their own live action spider-verse with craven i think sony foolishly <laughs> is setting up for some sort of weird quasi sinister six something uh where it's gonna be morbius and vulture if this is craven and then we get rhino and maybe chameleon like we're really we're really ramping all this stuff up and what is a spider-man just gonna fall out of the sky is tom holland literally gonna be pushed out of our MCU and <laughs> where he stays on the <laughs> Sony side of it all. I mean, who knows? But these guys all here need a, 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 a I was going to say a villain, but they need a, a opponent and it needs to be a good Spider-Man. This could all be happening in Andrew Garfield's universe. You know, like that we, would be we, the saving uh, grace for me. If you told yeah, me it was an amazing Spider-Man, I'd be in hundred percent. Right. And it could whole be a thing where he stopped. He, he's not Spider Manning because his girl just died not too long ago. Like we all saw that. So you know, there's a bunch of different ties that they could end up doing with this. But um, yeah, I like that Aaron Taylor Johnson is kind of big. I saw him in Bullet Train. I think he's he's imposing. You know, if he really wants to be threatening yeah. and stuff like that, I think he has that in him. Um, but Sony just doesn't help these these people. They don't. I it, you know I don't feel like they really go out of their way to <laughs> to make it better for them <laughs> um and it's since the introduction of this multiverse and whatever weird under the table uh situation between marvel and mcu that hasn't been spelled out to us yet we're just gonna keep getting these weird kind of connections and it only continues this year because sony knowing marvel only got one film is putting out three we got Madam Web, right. we got Craven, and in November 8th, we have Venom 3. Hopefully uh, November Venom. is going to tie all the, the just two movies before it and the previous Sony Spider-Man movies, you know, together. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Venom 3, uh, it just seems and seemingly is just going to be called Venom 3. Uh, no, like, kind of subtitle, like, Let There Be Carnage. Um, I really hope it, the subtitle is "Along Came the Spider." <laughs> I like that. It's Venom like Three. Along Came the Spider. <laughs> I like that. Um, so it's intended to be the sixth film in the universe as a sequel to both other Venom films. Is being written, co-produced, and directed by Kelly Marcel from a story she wrote with Tom Hardy, who reprises his role as Eddie Brock in Venom. Um, two other cast members that have been uh, r revealed. Chuatel Ejiofor, who plays Mordo mm -hmm. um, in Doctor Strange, will be in this film, but they don't say who he's playing. And then Juno Temple, who uh, is doing things, who has done things in, in uh, Ted Lasso. She's currently in Fargo, which is amazing if you haven't seen it. And um, I found out she was Selena Kyle's little buddy in The Dark Knight uh, Rises. 
I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I'll go first. I gave this a two out of five, um, only because I think that the film lives and breathes on that buddy cop thing and how much you buy that. And I bought it a lot more in the first one. Uh, in the second one, it felt like they literally like um, created a drama so that they could break up and then get back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I I wanted to see what that character looks like when it's we, finally. It's not you or me. You know, uh, that that's where the character ends up coming to a point, right? Where it becomes we are Venom. We are, you know, it's we're, we're working towards the same goals here. But the second film, they were just at odds, the whole film. And then, like, now we're kind of getting there. And then there's, like, the, some weird dude, some weird cop. I think he has powers now on the second one. <laughs> I can't remember what's going on there. But, yeah, I gave it a, a 2.5 because I know where we've been. I'm sorry, 2.5, a 2 out of 5. Because I know where we've been with this character. I haven't been necessarily impressed. And so it's a little bit lower than Craven because Craven kind of has a fresh start. Um, mm-hmm. And I and they're going for the R rating with Craven. Uh, whereas I believe the Venom films have still been PG-13. Um, all the head eating, majority of it is off screen. Uh, <laughs> but but what, what do you think, uh, All-Star Asa? Where is Venom sitting on your radar? Um... We don't know. I don't. I don't think I've seen anything about it other than it's being made. Um, yeah. I, I'll say I'll let it sit at a two uh, preemptively. Uh, if you can give me the return of Carnage, like a real, like a really, like a better version of Carnage, yeah, um, I'm back in. If you can give me Null, I, I think I'd be away hundred percent in. Null might be a little too big for this movie, though. Like especially for like a Venom three. Like, you know what's super like interesting? A... I agree. I agree about that. But there's like there's breadcrumbs of that in the game. I was yes. very shocked to see how far into that kind of King in Black and the spirals on the yeah. symbiotes and, and all that kind of stuff. I was very surprised. I was like, this is all fairly new. A lot of this lore has just kind of been laid down. Uh, and I can't whenever I see that stuff so that's so recent being adapted. It always makes me think that this is the training wheels version of can this work? You know, can we make this right. work? Um, and so no might be right around the corner. We might be getting those wings busting out. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I see it in a, a future DLC, especially with Carnage, like a Carnage DLC coming out. It's going to lay that groundwork. Yeah, there's there's been rumors of a Venom game possibly in the future. Yes. Um, and this could be, you know, I can see this as being like, you know, uh, they like when this film comes out, they'll release a DLC or they'll announce that the actual game is going on and stuff like that. Um, very similar to what you said about Craven. I still don't understand how we continue to do this character without Spider-Man. Like his entire <laughs> his entire existence has always been about Spider-Man. That's why he has the spider on his chest. They even found a way to make that make sense in the game, right? Like because it doesn't it initially has nothing to do with Spider-Man. And then all of a sudden it starts copying it because Peter gets an interaction with it. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh, how are you feeling about it, A-Rob? I'm, well, I'm a huge Venom fan. So like, I don't say I'm, it's like a five, but I'm just curious to see where the story is going to go with the character after he like had his multiversal jump. He came back, left a little bit of him in, in the MCU universe. Where is this character going to go from here? I'm just curious about 
what is this all going to lead to? And if it all leads to Noel and Spider-Man 4, I, I'm here for it. You know, even yeah. though we still haven't got anything when it comes to the plot or like, you know, just any type of, you know, behind the scenes, you know, just, you know, a blurry pick if somebody took of it, you know, somebody or something. But like, I'm really, I'm really, I don't say excited for it, but like, I'm curious. I'm your just curious is about it. Yes. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're sort of you're looking at it. I'm looking at it with crossed arms. I mean, I, you heard my boy Andrew. He ain't never fought an alien before, so maybe he is really being set <laughs> up for this universe. You know, maybe he is uh, because I can't see Tom Holland getting seduced by the symbiote and backhanding Zendaya. I don't I don't see that happening. <laughs> like how it happened with with uh, with uh, Toby. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I can't I can't see the whole emo dance uh, with Tom Holland, but. Maybe with Garfield, you know, he's been, that character's been through some dark places. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it's crazy because we'll be watching a character that, Venom, for the most part, is all edge. Like, that's why that character was created in the 90s in a a period where everything was kind of all edge. Um, And not everything in the 90s worked, but certain things did. And we're getting a continuation of that this year. When uh, early to mid twenty twenty four, we'll be getting X Men ninety seven, uh, X Men ninety seven. Yes, sir. It, it's coming. It was uh, created by Bo DiMeo for the streaming service Disney Plus, based on the Marvel Comics superhero team, the X Men. It serves as a revival of the X Men animated series that ran for five years between nineteen ninety two and nineteen ninety seven, and the plot will continue where the original series left off. X Men ninety seven. Is produced by Marvel Studios Animation, with DeMeo serving as or DeMaio serving as head writer. Several cast members return from the original series, including Cal Dodd, Lenore Zan, George uh, Buza, Catherine Disher, Chris Potter, Allison Seeley Smith, Adrian Ho, uh, Christopher Britton, and Allison Court. A revival of the 1990s animated series was first discussed in 2019. Uh, with X-Men 97 formally announced in November 2021, along with the involvement of Marvel Studios Animation and DeMeo. It's the first X-Men project from Marvel Studios following the merger of uh, 20th Century Fox, regaining the film and television rights to the characters. It's scheduled to premiere in early 2024 and will consist of 10 episodes. The second season of this is already in development. How are you feeling about all this, A-Rob? I am excited, man. Like you have, man. Oh, come <laughs> back to me because I need to get this together. <laughs> okay. it's, like, it's like so much, like because like, I can. I'm pretty sure we can all agree. Like five out of five for X Men. Yeah. Like, like it, 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 we've been that's what I got five mutants X Men in the MCU. Just no, no matter what form. That's why we were just eating when they just. Had a little musical sting of, of, of for Miss Marvel being a mutant because there's mm-hmm. the implications of it all. But like mm-hmm. now, we're finally finally get them. Even though it's animated, it's still it will be canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, yo, that means whatever happens in the show, it, it happened in the MCU. We just didn't see it. <laughs> right, right. Um, Asa, what do you think about this series? Five out of five. Um, <laughs> when, when, when they put the old the old school like a uh, Marvel or uh, the X Men and the Spider Man shows on Disney Plus, 
think that's one of the first things I did. Like for that that next week, that's where I lived. Um, yeah. So it's been a minute since I watched him, um, and I'm gonna have to watch him again right before this <laughs> one drops. I'll go through all what five seasons beforehand uh, again. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're gonna have a ball because I recently just binged it like a month ago, and the amount of time store falls out of the sky and beast catching someone or just rogue you know like it it's funny looking back at yeah. it <laughs> you know, but, but you know it's because of the story and yeah i'll give you guys my, a little bit of my background on this series first of all this series without a doubt informed me on the x-men like i had no other source of reference the things i saw in this series is what told me about the x-men to the point that when they started doing live action stuff i had several questions because i was like wait a minute <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um another funny another funny fact about this uh series and me i don't think i've ever watched this series serialized I feel like I've missed significant <laughs> episodes. I would just <laughs> jump in on an episode, have no clue this is part two of five of the whatever right? saga. When I was I watching it, I didn't as a kid, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but like X Men had arcs, like whole yeah. five part arcs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, several of them, and one of the best. They still are the only ones to nail the Dark Phoenix saga, in my opinion. Um, a, a yeah. integral. An integral story in in um, X Men lore that we've tried twice in live action film to do to do twice, uh, both people. times, right underneath the mark for this. Um, so yeah, like I remember one of the things I remember being a huge Rogue fan, and then I'm watching the first X Men movie and I'm like, she doesn't fly, she doesn't punch people <laughs> in the face. Same questions, fam. I'm like, why is everyone wearing black spandex? Yeah, I had to like do research, and I'm like, oh, our Rogue in the animated series can fly because she's already taken Carol Danvers' powers. Yeah. She already yoked up Carol Danvers so she can fly and she has super strength and stuff. I never, never knew that. Never, you know, I, again, I was informed by this, by this series here. Um, and this series shows how much further, like our X-Men live action never touched on like, what is it, Leandra and her people up there in space or those weird roaches, the brood. Oh, yeah, the... Like, the what were yeah. they called? The, those, uh, spade, those, I know who you're talking, you know talking about. You know what I'm talking about? You know, Leandra and her people. Someone's screaming at us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, we're talking about a lot right now. Uh, the Shi'ar. Uh, the Shi'ar. There you go. The Shi'ar. And the Shi'ar, you know, that opens the door for all those, right? The Imperial Guard and all that stuff that... that like Gladiator, that, uh, the cosmic characters. Yeah. So similarly, I think that they'll be testing a lot of stuff here as well to see what they can do and what they can't. I've only ever thought that the yeah. original series just needed a new, you know, new coat of paint. And this is what this is. Um, in a world where we are seeing almost a renaissance of superhero animation, uh, when you think of things like Spider-Verse and stuff, um, this dessert, this always had a seat at the table. It's just coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, your seat's warm, bro. Like, just come, come sit down. Ain't no one, ain't no one gonna protest. Oh well, yeah, ain't no, no for sure. Protest. Like, they're definitely gonna give it that facelift because, like, what we're watching X Men. I'm like, for a guy that has like blades on his like pants, there's not a lot of impaling in this compared to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
Yeah. I like all his I like all his uh Joe Pesci <laughs> he can't ever say anything, so he's always like growling and grumbling. <laughs> um uh, don't miss the comedic tropes. Like the show is forever goaded. <laughs> oh oh another thing. I was always if I like I started reading comments, I'm like, why why isn't my storm constantly bombarded with claustrophobia? <laughs> like <laughs> Constantly envisioning like that landfall of where she got like buried on the rocks when she was in Africa, and I was like, "That's traumatizing as hell as a kid to see a superhero with the powers of like literally all of nature." Her mind jack- jacks her up, and anytime she's in a small space, she just flips out. And I'm like, "That's some powerful stuff." Um, and my yeah. storm in the movies is like, "What happens when a frog gets hit by lightning?" <laughs> the same thing that happens. To everything else. Dropped the whole accent after the first movie. <laughs> At least I've oh, chosen. Yeah, did, didn't she? <laughs> yes, she did. That accent was gone so fast. Oh my god! <laughs> my favorite thing she's ever done. Remember when she did that little tornado and hit somebody? Like she came out of the sky, <laughs> like a Beyblade. Oh, yeah, and X three. Oh, like a yeah. Beyblade. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Funny stuff. Um, this one's a little bit personal for me. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, it'll be entering its last season this summer. Uh, Superman and Lois. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it's a television series based on Superman and Lois Lane. Um, I've been following this show for a long time. The first two seasons, I've actually done reactions to. This thing has made me laugh. It's made me cry. I'm quite literally. And um, it's kind of reinforced my belief and hope that superman can still be um kind of a goody two-shoes but not shown in a corny light never the the joke's never on him that he's doing the right thing or that he is on the straight and narrow Uh, i don't think i don't think that's the best way to build your universe if you're if everyone's laughing because superman's too good or too you know uh too much of a boy scout i think i think he should have the same reverence as cap i think people should be like he can be kind of folksy, but I I'm not trying to fight him. You know, so like I'm not trying to <laughs> right because you, know, you could fall into that trap. I they did it with with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was growing up. Like Leonardo was never looked cool in in the stuff that I watched because he would be like, "All right, everybody, we're going left," and Ralph would be like, "I'm going right," and he would just go. <laughs> he never he never <laughs> respected. He never had any reference for him. So it's like I felt like almost everything I had had a leader, and then the cool one. And the cool one never listens to the leader. <laughs> but in a world Trash. where they don't immediately have a Batman to distract you, Superman and Lois has been able to cultivate lore, you know, and, and, and a character that um, people are going to look back on and, and really realize the kind of magic that they were doing over there. Um, I think the two leads have tremendous chemistry. Um, we just covered this third season, I would say probably less than a month ago. So you guys go ahead and look back on that. But... Um, Asa, uh, is this show at all on your on your radar? Were you a fan of the Arrowverse at all? And uh, what do you what do you think about what this could possibly be? I'll go ahead and also say five out of five for me for anticipation because um, as someone who's been on this road with the Arrowverse, I, I gotta go to the funeral. I, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's <laughs> fair. I, I saw, I saw, yeah. I saw it be born. I saw it take its first steps. Like, I, I often talk about how the Flash brings in that whiteboard, and he's like, 
guys, there's multiple Earths. There's an Earth one and there's an Earth two. before yeah. Spider Verse, before uh, the MCU multiverse. The Arrowverse was showing doppelgangers and different versions and all that kind of stuff and introducing that to a brand new fan base. So I'm I'm gonna be there. Uh, what's your temperature on this, Asa? Um, I was big on the Arrowverse uh, for I think the first seven or eight seasons of Arrow. Um, loved the Flash. I even enjoyed Supergirl for the most part. Um, yeah. The only thing that kicked yeah, me yeah, off of it was the fact that I had to watch what felt like ten shows <laughs> every week <laughs> to maintain yeah. a, a whole story. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know I I could always just jump in and watch the the carryover episodes, and like then you can get the most information you need. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think I cut out the same season as they did the they did their version of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, I imagine it's a fun show. Superman, if you can do him right, can be a lot of fun. Um, but for me, this is not really up my wheelhouse. I'd hate to say hate to hurt you, but I <laughs> no, I no you're good one on this. It's not really my cup of tea. I feel. You, I mean, again, if you've gotten off this train, what does this even look like to you? Like, you know, what I'm like this is just like this is where where it's gone on without you after a while, and so, uh, that that happened to me with a bunch of these shows. Like, like Legends of Tomorrow completely just left me. Like, it yeah. it it grabbed its stuff and it fucking went, and I was like, "Are you gonna wait for me?" Like, I'm still watching all this stuff over here. Oh, by the way, we just uh, greenlit Naomi. Oh, by the way, Naomi's canceled. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> What's going on here? What are you doing? Uh, hey, Rob, you coming with me to the funeral? Yeah, man, I'm coming with you to the funeral. Because, like, <laughs> I we, we, we watched how it all was birthed from, like, you know, from Man of Steel, from Flash and Arrow to the Infinite Earth Supergirl. You know, like, I want to see how this ends. Like, going to see Aquaman. going to finish watching Aquaman 2. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to finish watching Superman and Lois. Like, seeing Blue Beetle. See, like, so I got to finish it up to the end. Got to. Yeah. Yeah. What are you giving out of five? So like, uh, I'm, I'm like five, four out of five. Like, I'm like, thanks to my girl. Like, I'm a huge Superman fan. Like, he is like been revitalized in me because I'm I'm excited for James Gunn Superman. Yeah. Um, spoilers for those who haven't seen it up until this point. But the fourth season actually ends with a kind of a big cliffhanger because he goes one-on-one with that universe's version of doomsday not only that but michael cutlitz who played abraham on the walking dead is who's playing lex luther in this so uh it's super interesting because i know that the budget kind of got stripped for this um this fourth season i know that majority of the um uh Featured actors, I forget what they call those guys that are not the main actors, but they're still on the cast. Cast those like they're talking about like supporting almost actors, not, something like that. Uh, series regulars, series regulars. This is all wow. the series regulars besides like Superman and Lois and their kids have been nixed. Uh, they might show up and guest in this uh, last season. That's also oh, wow. shorter than any other thing. It's only going to be ten episodes as opposed to the thirteen we've been getting. So it's a shorter season, less characters, less money overall. I just want to see them stick the landing because this is this is the end of an era, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense there. Something that hasn't really made much sense to me when what? the MCU when they started these MCU television shows, we got Wandavision, and I was like, this is kind of right. prestige and kind of cool. This is this is 
pretty that's pretty lit loved it absolutely loved it what is what is what is uh grief but love persevering you know it, uh, great great stuff and then they're like oh we got a bunch of shows we're gonna come out with oh and by the way that agatha character is getting her own show and i was like what <laughs> like, yeah it's gonna we're gonna give a show to agatha and i'm like uh, but wasn't she like trapped in Westview or whatever um but we're getting it i don't know what it's called <laughs> I like cover the chaos, dark hole diaries, uh, like activists, only fans. Like there's so many <laughs> things <laughs> out there. <laughs> I think uh, the official title is Dark Hole Diaries now. Yeah. Okay. I heard a rumor that it was getting switched over to Agatha all along at one point. That'd be uh, with even some mocked right. up stuff. Um, but I think that they're trying to simultaneously have this show without giving us too much of what it's about in the title. If that's what it feels like, they keep switching and moving things around. From the um, from the behind the scenes photos, it looks like it's going to be like some type of witch, like murder mystery thing. Interesting. <laughs> they're bringing in a bunch of new, a bunch of younger actors to play younger magic wielders and users. Um, so this could be an introduction of ho- all a whole slew of characters. Um, I think Marvel's been kind of lacking in the magic and the cosmic side as far as introducing new characters. Um, mm-hmm. and But they're seemingly opening the door with things like this. Uh, so Agatha Darkhold Diaries, which is what we'll call it for now, um, is created by Jack Schaefer for the streaming service Disney+. Plus. The series is intended to be part of the MCU. It's a spinoff of WandaVision. The show is set to premiere in late 2024 and will consist of nine episodes. The series follows Agatha Harkness, a powerful witch who has masqueraded as Agnes in the fictional WandaVision sitcom. After breaking out of her containment in Westview, New Jersey, she finds herself powerless and looks to some unlikely allies to join her on her quest to regain her former powers. The series will reunite several actors from WandaVision and introduce exciting new characters, forming a new coven of witches in the MCU. Um, I'm giving this a Ooh. four out of five. I love Catherine Hahn in majority of what right? she's in. I think Dang. she's charming. Who's ever mad about saying Catherine Hahn? No, she's one of those uh, female uh, comedians or actors that has just impeccable comic timing. Like, she's just, you know, uh, really, really good at that. I thought she was a tremendous addition to WandaVision. Um, And I'm interested in seeing how they're going to... Because, I mean, I feel like by the end of that series, she's kind of made out to look like an out-and-out villain. They'll have to kind of... I mean, and now, given the events of Multiverse of Madness, we know that she was possibly trying to stop an apocalypse with this, with the, with the Scarlet Witch. But I would like to hear more of that. What put her on Wanda's path? Um, and I could totally see it being a situation of like, well, if you want to really get your powers back, we might need the witch that took them. You know, yeah. and we might need to bring Wanda's ass back. <laughs> we might have to, we might have to, uh, you know, we might have to bring Wanda back. So I'm giving this a uh, four out of five. Uh, a Rob, what are you, what are you thinking about Agatha, Dark Horse Diaries, uh, all along Covenant Chaos? I'm excited as fuck for the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, like I really am excited for uh, for Catherine Hahn getting her own show in the MCU because. Not only is it Catherine Hahn, but she works well in, like, the sitcom format or just, like, that rom-com format of, like, storytelling. Like, she's just A1 when it comes to, like, the comedic beats and everything that she's involved in. Like, it's funny. 
you know, it's good. So, like, I really have hopes, like, high hopes for this show and just for the, and, you know, just the supporting cast around her, like, with Charlie Cox and Army Plaza. Like, I, yeah, I, Army Plaza is good. That's Plaza. huge. Army right. Plaza and MCU. That's but, oh, my thing. God. Like, she, she killed it as a Shadow King and Legion. So now we're getting I'm her. Still, I'm still crossing my fingers that that's who she's playing, bro. I, 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 uh, I really, 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 really love. I would really, really love if if they could connect her to what Letty? Was that her name? What was oh her yeah, name? Lenny. Yeah, Lenny, 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 in uh, in uh, in Legion. Um, and if the Shadow King manages to stick around, it'd be very interesting to see the Shadow King meet Star Lord in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you guys make a great couple. I think uh, <laughs> I think if you guys move to Indiana, they could really make this work out. Um, but yeah, uh, one, one out of five. Hey, Rob, what you giving it? Dark Cold I'm giving it, giving it four out of five. Solid. Four out of five. All Star Asa, is this on your radar? Um, I, I got. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna say four and a half out of five. No. Well, one, like you guys said, Catherine Hahn's impeccable. She's phenomenal. Um, I can't think of a role she's done that she doesn't didn't crush the role, um, whether right. it be a tiny role or a major role. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's the same writers as WandaVision, if I read correctly. I, yep. You know, yeah. um, they crushed it writing-wise. Um, but I'm going to uh, make a prediction Oh, I believe we finally get the emergence of Sasha Baron Cohen Ooh. as Mephistopheles. Mephisto ah. confirmed. Finally, is it Mephisto so, confirmed? Right, you, so like, you heard they jangled first. the keys. They jangled the keys for a couple of years, and we all thought we knew where he was yes. going to pop up at, and he could quite possibly pop over here. Mm-hmm. This would make more sense than Ironheart. <laughs> but yeah, and no, yeah, because he was rumored to be an Ironheart, and if you if he even makes a like if you see a picture of him talking, or you know he makes even a, uh, an appearance, you know, boom, that connects with Ironheart, connects to you know uh, Wakanda Forever, connects to everything else. Like it's just gonna feel whole, especially yeah. if it's Mephisto. Yeah, yeah, it, and isn't the whole thing like I, I'm not trying to uh, be too simplistic here, but isn't the whole thing about like witches like they're like the Thing of Satan, like they're like the, the, the they work kind of hand in hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're the Jehovah Witnesses of Satan or something like that. Like, that, like that. <laughs> um, yes, I uh, that. That's yeah, right? that's, a, that's an equivalency. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I it would make a lot of sense. Like, and totally like you, when you talk about if she's incredibly desperate to get her powers back, I could see her making a literal deal with the devil to do so. Um, and what would that mean for the implications moving forward? Uh, very, very interesting because once you introduce something like um, Mephisto into the MCU, you kind of figure that guy's going to stick around and he's going to have a lot of fun with some of these characters here. Oh, yeah. We'll get one more day. Uh, Spider-Man 5. Oh, no. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> no, but they reverse God. it. They reverse <laughs> it. Like, he makes the deal so everyone remembers him. But, you know, and there's a whole mixed bag, a host of problems that come with that. Some other, some other uh, monkey's paw kind of situation. Yeah, um, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Agatha show being pretty dark, but possibly the darkest thing to, that will come out next year is going to be Joker full Adu. Hey, <laughs> October, Joker two, October fourth. 
Um, it is a musical thriller film. It's a sequel to Joker 1. It's directed by Todd Phillips, stars Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, and the film is produced by Warner Brothers Pictures and DC Studios in association with Vintage Road Show Pictures. Uh, Braun Creative and Joint Effort. This movie is set to be released right around Halloween, October of this year. Excuse me. There are no plots that have been revealed about Joker 2 yet, however... Some sources have stated that the movie will follow Arthur Fleck's life inside Arkham Asylum, how his romance develops with Harley Quinn, and how the demented pairing will flourish or flounder side by side depending on your point of view. Another synopsis for the movie puts the focus squarely on the infamous romance between the clown prince of crime and Harley Quinn, and it's also rumored that the movie will involve Joker teaming up with Harley possibly to take on a new villain. Um, this is getting a 5 out of 5 from me. Mostly because I have not really been impressed with DC's outings at the theater. I did like Joker 1. Um, I didn't absolutely love it, but I can see the masterfulness in it. Um, and I would recommend it and I'd watch it. Um, Joker 2. I've been so um, staunchly against how DC has been kind of portraying things and just mucking up everything and messing everything up. I have no real... Um, my, my talents aren't really dug into this universe, so they can really do anything to me in this, in this movie. And I'm kind of just watching to see what it is. The other DC movies, I was watching to see how those puzzle pits, those puzzle pieces fit in the grand scheme of things. Where does Blue Beetle going to fit? Where does the Flash fit? Where does Aquaman fit? I don't really care about this in that sense, which actually is going to allow me to enjoy it more because <laughs> there's no stakes to me. Mm -hmm. Just uh, just tell a story. The musical aspect of it is extremely interesting, um, and I think it's going to be uh, hit or miss, but I didn't think the first one was going to hit as well as it did. So I'm giving full anticipation to this because um, I quite possibly cannot um, – predict it i don't i don't think i could see how this is all going to unfold um i love the mad love story i love the most the biggest part of the mad love story i love is when hardy actually leaves so we'll see we'll see how this works here uh i remember there being a lot of digital ink spilled about whether or not the original joker film would would romanticize this mass murdering clown prince of crime um and there could be equal sort of uh backlash as to whether or not we should be portraying Harley as a doting, you know, girlfriend who on occasion gets slapped around. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think I don't think any of that. Like, I don't think anyone saw Joker and was like, that guy's cool. You know, like that guy, he's he's dancing around in his undies with a gun. It's just like, nah, they found a way to make him not clap. You know, the whole point of Heath Ledger's Joker was that he was a mysterious force of nature. You know anything about him so you could put any backstory on him and everyone's like oh i'm the joker now but that guy who shot robert de niro in the face like that <laughs> i don't i don't think anyone anyone really wants to be him so i hope this does dive deeper into the depravity of mental health when unchecked the, the cracks in the system regular people fall in every day because they're not Bruce Wayne, they're not rich, they can't afford you know all this other kind of stuff um if it's anything on that I think it'll knock it out of the park. But Asa, what are you thinking about Joker 2, which they should have been called Joker 2 Jokes on You? 
it'd be a five out of five if that were the case. Um, there you go, there you go, baby. Yeah. I, I walk into Joker one thinking, okay, and I walked out <laughs> very impressed. Um, you know, they they really they really focused on mental health in a very effective way. Um, it made for a telling story. It was very enjoyable, um, and the ending was just the whole movie was wild. You know how they kind of built the whole like mob mentality around him murdering people on a train and then so i'm really curious about how this one kind of goes forward and then uh i i, my, I would say my biggest curiosity is with joker one they made him have the relationship with his neighbor or whatever and then yeah. in the end like that wasn't the case uh right. if they do something similar with harley quinn or if so, if we if we're seeing that all in his head like we did in the previous one, or if it's reversed, or just just the level of what they how they how they toe the line with the uh, the mental instability of Arthur Fleck. Yeah, like what if Harley every time she sees him, he's like decked out in a tuxedo, his hair is mm-hmm. amazing. She's like, how don't how does no one else see this man? How the greatness of this man, and he's he's there fucking <laughs> licking paint. <laughs> <laughs> You 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 brought up a you brought up something I didn't think about that I was anticipating, um, because I think it even goes into our culture, right? I remember when that Dahmer uh, series dropped on Netflix. <laughs> you know, yeah. it blew up. We have as a society an obsession with infamous killers. What does that look like in Joker's universe? He gets put behind bars. Now this urban legend goes throughout Gotham. Does it create copycats? Does it create people who think that he's innocent or that he shouldn't be in jail because of his mental instability? Uh, the whole point of the introduction of Harley Quinn is to is so that he can be evaluated mentally. At what point does she realize or does she think that she realizes that he may not be all crazy? You know, they, he's right, yeah. super um, yeah, uh, he's kind of making a little bit of sense here. And then. We, we didn't we didn't really see this it was kind of like um chopped up in the suicide squad but what takes a normal woman like that right and says not only do i want to break you out of here but like give me some of that paint like i'm down to, i'm down to dress up like i'm down to um you know go crazy and you know wh- where that line falls the, the more relatable they can make that line uh, i think that's what's really gonna hit or miss here uh but a rob what are you thinking about joker too I'm excited. Five out of five out of anticipation for me. Like me and my girl are both excited to see just where the story is gonna go with the character. Because not only just Lady Gaga, she's gonna murder it as as Harley Quinn. If you've seen House of Gucci, like oh my god, she she has acting chops. She can do the damn thing. And I'm yep. and like you said it before, with uh how they highlight or how they um show with uh how mental health go how it goes when mental health is unchecked to see what happens when a character has mental health un- like that goes unchecked with charisma that has that 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 infamy about them what that influence is going to do to the people around them mm-hmm. especially with her character is she going to have that one bad day and say like you know give me some face paint you know like bleach my skin i'm trying to be on what you got <laughs> Yeah, all, all it takes is like a bad talk with your boss, right? If, he, if she, she's sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, listen, you, uh, you took too much overtime. We're gonna have to let you go." She's like, "You know, what? I'm breaking that dude out. We we about to start chilling right. now. This 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 was all gonna be." Um, 
But yeah, I got no doubt uh, Gaga's going to kill it. Classically trained, Juilliard graduate. You know, she's got bona fides out the wazoo. She's going to kill it in this. Um, and I wonder if this they leave the door open for whatever this is going to be or if they're going to feel the uh, ever-loving uh, pull to connect it, which I feel like is always permeating. They always have that temptation to link it back to something that we do know. Um, so we'll see if any of that ends up happening. Talking about DC and talking about things off to the side, the Penguin is coming out this year uh, in the bat in the universe of the Batman. Um, it is coming out for Max. It's based on the DC comic character, the Penguin. It's a spinoff, like I said, of the Batman. It explores Penguin's rise to power in Gotham City and in the criminal underworld. It stars Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin. Clancy Brown is going to be in it. Shorey Agdashlo and Kristen Milady. It's also starring in it, and yeah, it's set to be released, but we don't have an official release date yet. I'm giving this a four out of five. I am a unabashed Batman lover. I will watch anything <laughs> tangentially connected to the man, which is what got me so mad about things like Gotham Knights, the the show, and you know uh, everything else that was quasi Batman, but just not Batman. At least knowing that this is happening in the background of either Batman one or Batman two. That gives this, you know, give me more reason to watch it. And um, yeah, I'm always down for, to see like the rise of a of a criminal. And man, you want to talk about someone who disappears in that in that face, in that in the in the in the in the prosthetics or all that kind of stuff. Colin Farrell. Right. There's so many people who didn't even know that that's who was playing that character. Um, and so I many people. Pictures. Yeah, I love the pictures of you know him regular and then him with all the makeup, the scar, like. I love how seedy they made him in the Batman. Like he's a sleaze boy. He's just like he's dirty, <laughs> sleazy, and unabashedly so. Um, they almost go like the kingpin route in um, Spider Verse, where like for the first time ever, he's kind of introduced. Hey, a little Italian. <laughs> hey, like, what are you doing? Rata lada. Come on, none of y'all <laughs> speak Spanish. World's greatest detective here. You know they're doing all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm giving it a, a, a four out of five. What you thinking, Asa? Oh, uh, well, one that that the Matt Reeves built world was phenomenal. Um, yeah. real dark, real gothic. I, you know, um, I, I, you know, I know he's not directing it, but I know he's directly involved with the project a lot. Um, yeah. and you know, like you said, Colin Farrell, he disappeared. I forgot he was in the movie, and then when I was looking this up, I forgot he's in the show. And I'm going to the <laughs> cast like Colin Farrell's in this. And yeah, so uh, it's it's wild. Um, you know, I know I, I'm four out of five for sure. Uh, Matt Reeves crushed it. You know, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Anything Matt Reeves wants to do, um, I'm in. I'm 100%. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. You're saying like when Matt Reeves is out here, like I, I'm here for it. He set up a world in, in this Elseworld, the Batman world, and I want, I want to see more of it. If we're going to get that with this underworld CD version of Gotham with the Penguin. Yeah. I, what's also interesting is they could backdoor anybody in this, right? They could use, oh, they yeah. could have a one off character in this who ends up being somebody in the Batman. You know, uh, they could they could do breadcrumb trails to lead to any big Batman story or any big Batman origin for with some of these villains and stuff. It'd be interesting to see who he rubs shoulders with in this because I doubt it's I doubt everyone is not going to be. Uh, sorry, I doubt there's going to be anyone in there that's completely nameless. 
Batman has so many characters, you might as well start using <laughs> some of them in this. So it'd be right. really fun to see Black Mask. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking about that. This lady break from uh, Black Mask because he's a a, whoo, a ruthless underlord mm-hmm. or like drug lord, not drug lord, crime lord in Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's gonna have to take the reins from somebody because you don't rise unless you're coming from somewhere pretty low. <laughs> so uh, I'll be interested in seeing what even turns him to a life of crime in this because majority of the time, Oswald Cobblepot comes from a rich family. You know, uh, he comes from a well-to-do family, and you know ends up getting into this into this stuff anyway so it'll be interesting to see how it happens there um another thing i have that's coming out that i have very little actual details on uh eyes of wakanda the animated series coming to disney plus um the show synopsis is throughout wakandan history brave warriors have been tasked to travel the world retrieving dangerous vibranium artifacts this is their story uh it's set to premiere this year on disney plus like i said I actually gave this a four out of five um, because I like legacy characters in comic books in general. I like the idea of mantles being passed and stuff. And we were just talking about the immortal Iron Fist and like they they take a, a minute in that book to go through different decades and show you different people who've, who've held that power. Um, and it just makes the weight of the individual character weigh that much more because it's ev- it's a legacy. It's everything behind them on this uh i always thought wakanda was extremely interesting to dive into and i think they possibly were thinking about doing that stuff when they had mentioned them being in a koye show at one point a Dora show yeah at one, at one point but this might be what they actually want to do um and it'll be cool to see whether it's just regular wakandans or ancestors of t'challa you know uh deal with whether it's political issues the stuff with this vibranium stuff i mean how did how did they feel when Stark got his hands on some vibranium and made a frisbee. Like that's 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 real. Like that happened. Uh, you know. So I'll be interested in seeing how that goes. Uh, Eyes of Wakanda. How are you feeling about that, Arab? Man, I'm super excited for it. You know, I'm always I'm always here for the doo 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 doo. Like I'm. Like I'm here for it all, man. I'm here for it all. Because like not only is it just a unique place in the MCU, it's just it's just something for the culture that it does. Like the show, like this the Afrocentric uh, or the Afrofuturism of Africa. Like the what if it was never colonized? What if this place was never touched by our outside world? Like what if like you know what it would look like? And we get, and I love seeing that time and time again. That personally, I just love seeing it all like constantly. Like give me all of Wakanda. Show me the the temple of the the, the the city of the dead kings. Like show me the necropolis. Show me the the crown city. Like show me it all. Show me the the past of uh, Black Panther. Show me like the first one. Show me you know Bashinga. Show me the one that was a pirate. Show me the child's granddad that gave our Stark the vibranium. Like show me how that deal went down. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, um, and you were talking about like it's a cool world. It's mostly untouched, right? Like we don't have a huge history in this in this universe besides what we know about T'Chaka and stuff. Um, Asa, I know you're up and down on animation. Think you'd be checking this out? Oh, for sure. Uh, one, I mean, it's gonna flush out the MCU a bit, which you know I'm big big MCU buff. Um, two, there's a rumored appearance of the actual Iron Fist appearing in Wakanda. Um, that could be That's cool. The thing I found online, don't quote me, but I, I, <laughs> I'm, good I'm from a pretty good source. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I also hope they do when they do it, they do a, this is their story and then go bum bum like like uh, like Law and Order SVU. So, but it's, this is Wakanda story. Bum bum Wakanda VU. Um, no, I, I, but I, it, it'll, it, it'll be good. You know, I hope we, we delve into, I mean, kind of like A-Rob was saying, all the different Black Panthers we've had in the, in the past. Um, you know, I, I, it'll be fun. And then, you know, yeah. we'll also get a little bit of a, we'll, we'll get the love letter to Wakanda that we also got in Wakanda forever. So. And oh, yeah. let's go back to Wakanda in like a happy space, man. Because yeah. Wakanda forever wrecked me. Oh, and hard. now whenever I think of that place, <laughs> I get sad. So like, let's go back to being a little bit happy. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of that uh, praise bast. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, those guys will be kind of fleshing out that universe of Wakanda. This year, you want to talk about first impressions. Creature Commandos comes out this year. Creature Commandos is the official first project of James Gunn's DCU. And not only that, all these characters, or some of them, have already been confirmed to cross over into live action and kind of permeate the universe. He's building this universe basically brick by brick. And this is the first brick that's going to introduce a bunch of wacky characters um, into his universe. The series is produced by DC Studios and Warner Brothers Animation and will be the first televised, uh, television series sorry, in the DCU. Um, the show is set to premiere on Max in late 2024 and it revolves around a black ops team of monsters assembled by Amanda Waller called the Creature Commandos. This team is tasked with retrieving dangerous vibranium artifacts. Can be vibranium, right? <laughs> From around the world. This series is written by James Gunn and stars Frank Grillo. Marka, um, sorry, Maria Baklova, Indira Varma, Zoe Chow, Alan Tudyk, David Harbour, Sean Gunn, and Steve Agee. Um, so yeah, James Gunn is bringing in all his friends, which is going to be fantastic. It's going to be really, really. I I know almost everybody in Guardians is being casted in the DCU in some way, shape, or form. There's no way that he's not. So I'm just oh, going to yeah. wait till all that when all those shoes drop. But even look at that cast there, David Harbour. Uh, M- MCU, Frank Grillo, MCU, Maria Baklova, MCU, um, Sean Gunn, MCU. So, you know, a lot of these guys are <laughs> getting their stripes on both sides. Another animated series. Uh, this is getting a five out of five for me in terms of anticipation because this is going to set the standard. This is going to tell me, um, you know, I've seen Gunn handle a ragtag group of people before yeah. in both guardians and in the suicide squad and now with this but this will be just very similar to the man of steel the tone and all that um is going to be set by this uh this is the pacemaker for the dcu so that's where i'm sitting on that uh a rob how are you feeling about creature commandos uh like you said it it's james gun yo so i have all the hope for it straight five out of five because like we've seen him handle the guardians and we've seen him handle the suicide squad so he knows how to handle like that that group of characters are just mixed wacky they're different they're all different personalities and all different powers he knows how to handle that kind of group to bring the the, the, like to really show the synergistic qualities between them to really show how this team works as a group you know i can't wait to see that hope it has like a nice comedic tone to it especially with like how different all these characters look and who and I'm, ne- I'm i'm never mad about seeing like you know the monster theme 
to uh projects i love the whole creature theme the creature commandos the holly commandos you know monster mash you know the monster mayhem i'm here for it <laughs> yeah I, I will say that dc um one of my frustrations that i had with them is that they have a treasure trove of characters the weirdest the coolest all that kind of stuff we've barely broken the surface because all we ever do is batman and superman origin movies <laughs> <laughs> like literally everyone was just like Wonder Woman's kind of cool Wonder Woman's been around <laughs> forever <laughs> and we could have done this a long time ago but we're now like slowly trickling in and being introduced that's why I think it's so interesting that like, James Gunn is choosing characters like Swamp Thing to make a film about Supergirl to make a film about you know the authority like we're going in other corners that studios feared <laughs> you know that they would they, they would think yeah. there's too much into the weeds for the for the common person when they've only shown with the mcu that people want to get into the weeds <laughs> they want to get into the lore they want to uh uh you know bite on something that's a bit more substantial than just the surface level superhero stuff but uh creature commandos asa what are you thinking oh i think five out of five um i mean gun he's proven i mean we know he's smart we know like we know he builds his world. He fleshes his world out in such a way um, that, I mean, we're all, everyone's going to benefit if you watch it. Uh, you get a return of Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. I think yeah, that's, yeah. you have his brother who's going to do apparently every voice in there. If you listen to Zach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> shooting strays out here. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I think the, the guardians trilogy proves how much he can flesh out a bunch of no-name characters, you know, or not no-name, but a, a tree. You list characters. <laughs> yeah, a tree. He uh, got a tree over. It, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then so you're gonna see. I mean, you know, if you, uh, I think we all kind of have an idea of who Rick Flag is, but yeah. and also uh, Alan Tudyk is a phenomenal voice actor uh, as well yeah. as regular actor. So I mean, I think it's gonna be a. I think I think it'll be fun, even for people like me who are. A little iffy on animation. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you mentioned Alan Tudyk, and I. There was a thing where it's like I believe that man could do anything, and then mm -hmm. I heard that he was playing Joker in Harley Quinn, and I was like, I don't know if he could. He knocks it out of the park. He's great as Joker in Harley Quinn. Uh, he's just a talented man overall. Rumor has it he's the one that created the choreography for the Peacemaker intro. Really. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's what I heard. So I mean, and and he he was in Doom Patrol, which if you haven't seen Doom Patrol, that first season is really really good. He's amazing. Oh, it's fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, Harley Quinn's actually getting its fifth season, uh, this year. Um, I ah. have no I have no um details on it at all. <laughs> uh, but I like that universe. I I Harley makes the the series kind of makes me smile because it was one of the first series greenlit back when it was dc universe the dc universe app you know and when you think of like everything else that came out around that time titans is not coming back doom patrol just finished up star girl ain't continuing but harley quinn is still kicking like <laughs> that show five seasons more than any of the other shows that i just mentioned um it, it, it just shows that dc is still out here killing it with the animation yeah yeah DC and they, untouchable and, the animation and they've been doing it for years and this is just another layer of that there and of course one of the things i love about this series is that it chooses to have the comic book uh, uh appearance of bane but the dark knight voice <laughs> of bane. 
So the whole series, he's just <laughs> hey, come on, guys. Hey. Is anyone else hungry? And you're like, what? <laughs> just, the, just the whole hearing it and seeing it, absolutely hilarious. Uh, a Rod, what are you thinking about Harley Quinn season five? Oh, dude, I'm always excited for some Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, dude. Like, I, I, ever since season one, <laughs> King Shark is a shark. Oh, yeah. Just, just like clay, clay face. Poison Ivy, Frank the Plant. Like, I love the entire show. And it, 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 it's a living show. It's it's aware of itself. It's woke. Not, not woke, but, like, it's aware. It knows yeah. how funny it is. It knows how serious it is. It knows when to make those comedic beats and it hits every time like clay face like that <laughs> <laughs> like, like i don't know why i just really want to watch it now but like dude i'm five out of five i anticipation for it like i always love seeing harley quinn character that was made purely for animation wasn't in the comics and she's still out here killing it in animation so yes yeah, five out of five for me yeah, are you familiar with this series, Asa? Uh, vaguely. Um, I, I, it's one of the the shows that appears on my reels more often than not when I go on Facebook. Um, yeah. So what I've what I've watched is really funny. Um, <laughs> the re- the yeah, I can see truncated versions of this being like pretty hilarious. Oh, great! Uh, there's the one only. I mean, what comes to my head is the the. It's a quick scene where they Scarecrow and Joker catch Batman. And Scarecrow rips his mask off, and Joker's like, "What are you doing? Oh like, not doing half the fun." <laughs> now, like, yeah. and and then he goes, "I ordered one of those Batman cars or the Bruce Wayne cars. Where is it? Like, I put a yeah. down payment on, and it just becomes a whole like, <laughs> it like Tesla, it, like yeah. yeah. Yes, it, it it's a it's a show that knows it's a show that it, I mean, yeah. Aaron took all my notes. <laughs> it, it knows that it's aware. It, you're, it's aware that it's funny. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but they have a good time. At one point in the series, I want to say it's in the second season, they just out and out give Batman his full episode, and the explanation is that it's two guys sitting, and they're like they're hating on the fact that this is a woman led DC project, <laughs> and they're wearing, uh, uh, you know, uh, was it um, release the Snyder cut shirts? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're, and they're like, um, they're like, uh, I think at one point he's like, oh yeah, that Harley Quinn show, that's, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous, whatever, whatever. And the guy's like, um, you, did you watch it? And the guy's like, no, why would I ever watch it? He's like, so how do you know <laughs> that about it? <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely ridiculous. And then there's one point in which um, Harley and Joker are running away from armed guards and they're in a, like a uh, R&D for right. like <laughs> weapons. And... <laughs> Harley shoots a guard with a cancer ray. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so he shoots him, and like he's like, "What, what happened?" And he's like, "Oh my god, bro, she gave you cancer." <laughs> like, Harley Quinn gave you cancer, <laughs> and she's like, "Why would?" She's like, "Why would they make this? Why is this a weapon?" <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, and I also love all the stuff they're doing with uh, Harley Ivy. You know, uh, one of the biggest uh, couples in comics. Um, and they're actually showing them for what they're for. So I, I dig that as well. So talking about uh, biggest couples in comics, My Adventures with Superman Season 2 drops. Um, I'm giving this a 3 out of 5, only because um, I wasn't—I really liked what I saw of, of the first season, but it also caught me by surprise. Like When it dropped, I didn't watch it immediately. I caught it when I could. 
And then I liked it. So I think it's going to be similar with this. Like, I don't want pressure on this. <laughs> you know, so I'm putting it 3.5. I'll catch it when it swings around. I, I have no doubt that it'll be fun. Again, I'm not tired of the true Superman stuff yet. Jack Quaid plays a good Clark Kent slash Superman. And um, yeah. the, one of the things was, like, it was it's so, like, dumbly uh, obvious to me. But, like, Superman works well in anime. Mm-hmm. Like, like, duh! Yeah. Like every a lot of the shonen stuff is like a Superman esque character, you know, uh, you know, creating tidal waves by just flying past. Um, so you would think, but yeah, I, when I saw some of this stuff here, him gaining some of his powers, like his X ray vision and stuff like that, with the anime influence, I'm like, this this goes hand in hand. Um, and I think we're past the whole secretive secret identity thing. So that's also good. Cause that can drag a bit when you're every time you watch a new Superman thing, it's like, I've got to go get a hot dog. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then, he, <laughs> and then he'll, he'll go around and do that. Did you catch any of my adventures with Superman? Uh, A-Rob? Oh yeah. I watched the whole entire first season. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher than your rating. I'm going to say four out of five. Just okay. because, like I said, my girl's a massive Superman fan, so we're never mad about seeing anything new Superman that comes our way. And like you said, like and, and Huey, Huey killed it as Superman. Like and and it, it just and it just fits like the way that the animation style fits for the show. It really showcases how powerful he can be, and also how human he can be at times. Yeah. You know, especially that moment when he had with Lois when he he said, "I didn't know if you're, I didn't know." I was bulletproof, but I know you're not bulletproof, you know, like that, that moment when he like saved her. Yeah. Like it really shows like how deeply connected to his humanity he can be, even though he's not from our world, but it just shows how much influence we have on him. I like seeing that with Superman and those kind of like type of fish out of water characters. Yeah. I've always said that that's been one of the most, uh, like the easiest mischaracterization they have about this character is because they, because he's perceived to have all these powers, people perceive him as somebody who floats above us. When all Clark Kent wants is to be among us. Desperately. Desperately just to be seen as a regular, regular human. Because he has extra powers, he's willing to help us. You know, uh, get, get where we're going, help the old, help the sick, help anyone in need. But he doesn't want to lead us. He doesn't want to, you know, uh, be the most powerful person on the planet. He just wants to be one of the, one of the other billion people here and i think that the series uh, does a good job with that uh have you seen any of this asa uh my adventure with superman uh no but it's on my to watch list um max is one of those apps that every time i get on i watch a bunch but it's like the third or fourth app on my list to go through right 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 yeah you're still so. exhausting hulu a little bit yeah hulu and <laughs> the disney bear, plus the hulu bear bro if you haven't seen the bear get on the oh, bear i i've not but it's one uh, I'm waiting to watch with my wife. She wants to watch it. So it's good. That it's and, good stuff. Uh, with the Shameless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think he's in that. He's in yeah, both. He's in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's in a name? What is in a name? Because we were told about a series called Spider-Man Freshman Year. But now it is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is an upcoming animated American web television series based on Spider-Man. It will be an installment of the MCU and it will be produced by Marvel Studios. It's set to premiere on Disney Plus in 2024. 
The series will follow Peter Parker's first year of high school and his early career as Spider-Man. The show will feature villains such as Dr. Otto Octavius, Chameleon, Speed Demon, Scorpion, and Butane the Pyromaniac. It's kind of on the nose there. The series will also introduce new characters such as Harry Osborn and Amadeus Cho. Charlie Cox's Daredevil is also set to appear in the series. I think they also said Juan Carlos Esposito might be playing Norman Osborn. Uh, that was going yeah. around for a bit there. Um, th- now, I will say that the rumor that I read is that the reason why it's being changed to from freshman year to your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man was because initially when it was called Spider-Man freshman year, that was going to be season one and season two was going to be Spider-Man sophomore year. Uh, and the rumor is that they might just dump this after season one. <laughs> So I'm hoping that that's not the case. Uh, I hope that you know uh, we can backdoor a lot of this this uh, Spider-Man history and stuff into the MCU using a show like this. I think it's hell of a tool, you know. Um, you don't you don't got to pay for stunts and all that other kind of stuff. You can get everything done, right? Kind of, kind of in this you way. Get a, you can get away with a light animation, especially with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he's always done well in, in animation, just very similar to Batman in that sense. Um, so I'm giving this a five out of five, mostly because I got a soft spot for Spidey, and yet I and again I don't think I've ever seen a a like completely blasphemous take on the character, or maybe I'm just blind because I care about him too much. <laughs> but Asa, what are you <laughs> thinking about uh, your friendly neighborhood Spider Man? Uh, I probably lean more toward a three to four. Um, Initially, it was supposed to tie in, like, you know, obviously the, the beginning of Spider-Man, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man to the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. From what I understand, um, they're also going to add in um, Otto Octavius and talk about Oscorp. Okay. Which, which means it would no longer be our Spider-Man because Oscorp doesn't exist in the MCU proper. Yeah, you're right. Um, that does take away a bit from me, but, but I mean, like you, I just enjoy Spider-Man. Like I, I could watch anything Spider-Man related and have a good time with it. So, I mean, I, I've talked myself into four. I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Hey, Rob, Spidey? Uh, same here. I'm going to give it like a four out of five just because I, I'm really curious about where it's going to sit in the MCU timeline because like I also said, it was like originally supposed to be like to show his origin before, like, we seen it in the MCU. So, like, mm-hmm. now if he's facing off against all these villains, that's something, like, is this taking place, like, after No Way Home? That's why with the name change title, because freshman year implies, like, this is, like, his freshman year, first year of, like, first, I guess, few months of just having the powers, because in the MCU, we've seen a Civil War up until that point. He had him for, like, six months. So I'm like, right. was the animated show going to show that first six months of him just in his homemade suit, just struggling, fighting villains? <laughs> like, where were yeah. the Avengers at during this time? Were he fighting villains in New York? It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty big novelty that we've yet to see our MCU Spider-Man get bit. Mm-hmm. That's kind of huge yeah. when you think about Spider-Man. That's literally his canon event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, I just love it because I feel like they just have the, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, because we've not cast uncle Ben, I hope he's someone ridiculous. I hope, I hope it's, I hope it's, a, I hope it's like Danny DeVito. Like I want, I want, I, like, I want like Denzel Washington. Yeah. Just give me, just, just give me an off the wall, like choice for this. Cause you can, you can literally do it. You can literally do anyone and he's already dead. 
so it doesn't matter. I want to see. Doesn't matter. You meet Charlie. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Martin Sheen was Uncle Ben in uh in Amazing Spider Man. So it's just yeah. they just sheened it off. I want to see uh, uh, like a portrait in the hallway of like Marissa Tomei and Dennis Rodman. She's like, my Ben, <laughs> I love, I love Ben <laughs> all this time. He was, he was a great, he was a great mentor. He gets all the rebounds. Yeah, he had hops. All right, he had hops. <laughs> hey, Spider Man, Electro, Dennis Rodman, Electra. You know, it all comes, it all comes full circle, baby. It all comes full circle. That was all terrible, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're actually all done with live action stuff. We're only going to be covering animation. We only got three more projects left to talk about. Um, Marvel Zombies spinning out of uh, What If. Marvel Zombies is created by is a miniseries created by Zeb Wells for the streaming service Disney Plus. It is it's going to explore an alternate timeline in the multiverse introduced in What If, the episode What If Zombies, in which a group of survivors must fight former heroes and villains who are now zombies. Well serves as head writer and Brian Andrews directs. Iman Vellani is actually going to voice Kamala Khan in this, reprising her role from prior MCU media. I think there was even images of Shang-Chi, Wong, other various yeah. characters that was gonna, that's going to end up being in this. Um, Marvel's Marvel, sorry, was developing several animated series in addition to What If by June 2021, including a spin-off series, this one, What If Zombies, uh, and that was officially announced in November, along with an involvement from Wells and Andrews. Marvel Zombies is scheduled to debut on uh, Disney Plus, and it's only going to have four episodes. Um, I like the Marvel Zombies comic. I think very similarly, I've been having a lot of fun reading anything that uh, Tom Taylor does in Elseworlds because I really feel like some of these writers get to kind of stretch their creativity when they don't, we're not, oh, yeah. they're not bound, when you're not bound by status quo. Like, oh, you can't kill that one. And you also can't kill that one. Oh, he got to kind of keep his powers. And oh, yeah, you can't really mess with <laughs> that team. You know, like with, with, with zombies, you could do whatever, kill whoever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously, this is based on a source material, but I don't think anyone's going to be putting a gun to Zeb Wells' head and being like, you got to do a one-to-one adaptation. <laughs> uh, and zombies, I mean, they, they never get tired of that kind of stuff. Last of Us Season 2 should be coming soon, sometime soon. So, like, yeah. it is what it is. What it is. But Asa, zombies, Marvel, is that up your alley? I don't know. One, the What If series crushes it. Like, it's yeah. good great overarching story but especially individual stories um two i, I would like to know if i mean how's how going to go it's five out of five for me um marvel's animation is starting to step up their game especially the what if series so uh that'll be great uh i want to know if we're getting if it's going to be a sequel to i believe at the end of the the one episode where they had the three characters who were like we're here to survive we're gonna make it was like character. ant-man's head and then yeah. like spider-man with a cape and, and black yeah. panther missing a leg yeah like <laughs> you, you, you know that, the, or... that team <laughs> <laughs> uh i was gonna make an off-color comment but we'll all get canceled and so will the podcast oh, so we won't do that but oh, um man. just let's just leave it there um, but no, yeah, so I think for me, that would be the most fun. I mean, if, if we continue that story, if we even get a, an origin, how, you know, who started the zombie virus? I guess I'm the Ant-Man, um, probably. Yeah. But who started the zombie <laughs> virus? Where does it go? You know, does does the goddess of life, Hela, show up uh, from the yeah, other oh, that, that'd be pre- She could stop yeah. seemingly the zombie 
Oh, well, you know, but uh, thing if it will, I I still have the tin for you hat theory that none none of this is being done without consideration that any of this could end up crossing over. I still think if we do Secret Wars, we might deal with Zombie Iron Man. You know, we might deal with what is it, Kahari? Kahari, yeah. From from what if like. If you're creating these characters, you know, you could always end up using them in live action. So I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, A-Rob, were you a big fan of the Marvel Zombies comic? And do you think this can hold up? Oh, dude, I was. A, I am a massive fan of Marvel Zombies from, from, the, from the original, like, what's five or three volumes? To the Resurrection, right. to the multiverse of it all, to, like, I am a huge fan. Because I, I really want to see if this is going to be a continuation of the story from episode five and season one of what if, or is it going to just branch out into a whole new, just its own thing and then see where it goes from there. Because it, the, like you said before, zombies, you can do whatever with zombies. There's so much storytelling in there that can just show how pitted the heroes can be with their backs against the wall going against zombies and not just regular zombies, zombies with powers. Oh my yeah. God. I'm pretty sure, like, the, the infection just skyrocketed once Quicksilver got bit. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, it's not like the regular... The decisions they'll be making in that are way, way more dire than our run-of-the-mill MCU adventure. Like, leaving right, like, somebody behind when they get bit. Stick already. What do you do? All that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, how that all plays off. Um, because we never we don't know where that's gonna go. Something I know exactly where it's gonna go because it only ever goes one place. Watchmen is getting adapted again. Uh, once again, be, we're getting an animated movie once again based on the iconic graphic novel written by uh, Alan Moore uh, and illustrated by Dave Gibbons, uh, which has already served as an inspiration for a 2009 adaptation in live action, a sequel series on HBO in 2019. And now we are getting another animated adaptation of this series. I put four out of five. I like the series. I like I like the Watchmen story. I like uh, the story of it all. Um, I just kind of want to see what they can do in this. That's um, that's different. That's different from what I've read. That's different from what I've seen in live action. Um, I, I'm sitting with my arms crossed, but I'm optimistic because I do think that the story the story is like a good joke. I think you can tell the good joke. 20 times to different audiences in different ways and it can still hit um so i'm very interested in seeing how this adaptation is going to hit uh a rob are you a big fan of Watchmen? do you think that this animated adaptation is necessary oh dude i ever since Watchmen came out it shit it took a tone like the superhero genre even though it's not a genre i just want to call it that for like better words it took yeah, yeah. a tone shift when Watchmen came out it, it showed like superheroes can be dark can be greedy can be real, can be real, like, can be relatable, you know, mm. are valuable, are not perfect, and can, like, succumb to, like, the, their baser human instincts. Watchmen showed that, and I loved it. So I'm here for the animated show. I, I was unaware of that. It was getting an animated adaptation, so a lot more is going to get done, especially with, um, um, what's his name, the blue dude, what's his name? Oh, Dr. Uh, Man. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan, they're going to get away with a lot with the CG when it comes to him and displaying his powers in that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asa, you a big fan of Watchmen? Do you think we uh, can use another adaptation? Well, the movie was fun. Um, I, 
I don't know if you could. I don't know if a, a movie would be the best, especially with the animated, if a, as a, an animated movie, because typically yeah. those are a little shorter, just because you don't want to murder your your animators. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost would seem to me you could flesh out a little better if you did like a like a three or four part mini series. You know, I mean, it okay. does, does take a little more work for your animators. So I apologize to any animators on that show that are listening, uh, but I think that it would, it would let you flesh out the story a little a little more effectively. Um, but overall, yeah. I, I, I mean, four out of five. It'll be, it'll be a good watch. One of the interesting things about the the book is that I feel like they do a lot to kind of, uh, to use a, a metaphor I used earlier, to like the jing jingle the shiny keys in front of you to kind of distract you from what you're supposed to actually be paying attention to. Ozymandias is building a very nefarious plan throughout the throughout the uh book but you're like oh who killed um comedian and what's going on with rorschach and oh yeah. night owls uh you know getting a little bit rowdy with the <laughs> old girl in his in his <laughs> in his uh owl mobile or whatever is going on there so still stuck there um and then and then then the review happens uh like i said again about telling a good joke i want to see if they're able to do the same thing similarly have us interested in other things while our very seedy villain uh laces track works for the tragedy the outward tragedy which we still have not seen in its entirety you want to get you want to be make me a fan give me that squid and what happens right after that <laughs> right then and there they did a little bit of it in the watchman television show little bit of it they didn't do it in the movie at all because it's not the ending in the movie there's no yeah. squid that gets transported um so yeah you want to you want to make this a five out of five for me let me see that squid give me that squid man <laughs> um last but not least it's a little bit off the beaten path but we are getting batman azteca choque the imperios uh, it's the, an original Spanish language animated film that will place the world's greatest detective in Aztec, Mexico and center viewers in the arcane culture of Mesoamerica. Borrowing beats from Black yeah. uh, whoa, from Batman's origin story, the film will follow a young Aztec boy as he trains with his mentor, developing equipment and weaponry for the, um, in the temple of Tazacan, the Bat God. Uh, bonkers enough for me. I put mm -hmm. four out of five. I just again <laughs> same way with Spider-Man. Like I'm here for all things Batman. I was not really I wasn't impressed with um Batman Ninja. I thought that would be way better than it than it was. But Elseworlds being Elseworlds, you know, this stuff happens all over the place. Um I'm into this sort of they call him Cuckoo God. I'm into some of that. <laughs> some some uh, Namor as Batman, uh, Mayan, uh, Aztec stuff. I'm super, super excited. Mi gente, my people, uh, you know, hey. Spanish language film. So I'm super hyped about that. Uh, are you going to check out Baz Batman Azteca, Asa? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. good Batman story is good. Um, the story of the Aztecs is, is cool. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I just hope they do, uh, was it the Tenochtitlan, the city? They just gotta do oh, that. Yeah, yeah. If they're making Tenochtitlan Gotham, I'm 100% in. Yeah, that'd yeah. be too. That'd be, that'd be really five bad. out of five. Uh, I, I'll check this one out. Cool. Right, hey, yeah, no, hey, same. Rob, how you feeling? Same. No, it like Batman, just like Spider Man, is one of those versatile characters that you can really put in any timeline, any period, any place, and the story is gonna hit. Just because of how the character, like, 
I guess goes about interacts with their new surroundings or just how the character is like uh I guess how the story is around the character. I don't know how to word that. It's, <laughs> well, it's gotta really... be it's gotta it's gotta taste the same but not be the same, right? So yeah. it's like yeah like, like peanut butter and jelly ice cream. You don't want to taste bread, but it's gotta give you kind of the kind of the feel of what you're looking for in that. And this is gotta yeah. be a flavor of Batman, but not necessarily the same one we we're, we're normally served up. Yeah, because like I enjoy Batman in the anime style. Was that uh, Batman Ninja when he like kind of did that whole transformation and when he fought Bane? Was that yeah, Batman yeah. Ninja? Oh yeah, no, like, no, I know what you're talking. That was like a like a short when he yeah. turned into like, the group of bats and he. That yeah. was that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like that was that was extremely fire for some reason. It was like, dude, yeah. Batman in the anime that it hits. It hits because yeah. you can just do so much that really showcases ninja shadowy abilities, you know. But I, I'm here for it. I'm here for the the, the, the Spanish take on uh, on, on the, the the Cape Crusader, like you know, because his his whole persona is influenced by Zorro. So you know, yeah. that, that, I, talk about a snake eating its own tail, right there, eh? Yeah. So like, hopefully, we get to see a little bit more of that influence in this. So, At the very I'm least, it's going to be. A- at the very least, it's going to be an interesting cosplay to see uh, <laughs> moving forward. Oh, yeah. I always say that about these new shows and Elseworlds stories. Like, oh, there's people about to cosplay this. Can't wait to see this at the next con. And that's the thing. Especially the I hell think... of goddess of life. Oh, my. That's going to be so good. Um, yeah, but like, it's, seemingly there are still a ton of stuff that we'll be getting this year that we're going to get hella excited for. And I'm almost certain majority of this stuff we will be covering right here as part of the Major Issues podcast. Last week's episode was us kind of doing a recap, a year in review of 2023. This one is giving us a bit of a preview, this episode of 2024. But starting our next episode, we are getting hot and heavy with reviewing all this content and we are starting with echo so i'm super stoked to be going on this journey of content uh and kind of seeing how the universe of comic book movies and tv writes itself because it's been a kind of a rocky road since covid um there's been a bunch that worked against them and we'll see if time shows that they've learned these lessons or that, you know we're going back by the wayside but regardless of how this goes we will be right there on the front lines reporting on it as we do each and every week as part of the major issues podcast and you can find the podcast wherever podcasts are found podbean stitcher podcast addict the apple podcast app to find youtube spotify and more the quickest way is just to google major issues podcast and we're the first ones that pop right up uh, uh i value that quite quite much you know getting a, a, a footprint there in the whole google sphere but if you don't want to listen to us on any of that, the easiest thing, go to comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop for everything comic book click. Articles written by us every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. It's where you can hit our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software that we need to keep providing you guys with content uh, and new content. Uh, we just started a video series, major previews, where once a month we'll be talking about the hottest comics issue, comics and comic issues that'll be coming out that month to kind of prep you guys for what you guys should be looking for in the shops. That's super exciting, exciting, but we only get to do that because you guys have been supporting us here. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, who knows what will come into the future when it comes to other different projects. But one thing you do know is that we'll be doing the major issues podcast each and every week. 
Um, so if you guys want to talk about any of those particular episodes, if you guys want to just shoot the stuff with us all on social media, reach out. We're on Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Uh, like I said already, you can support us by going to our Patreon. If you go to our website, you can actually buy merchandise designed by me, and we get a kickback for each and every one of those. So that helps us keep the lights on here. Um, and yeah, we're growing. Uh, we doubled our numbers in 2023. Who knows what we're going to do in 2024. There's some exciting news that I can't even break right now uh, for a comic book click and major issues <laughs> podcast. That will be coming very, 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 very soon. Um, and yeah, you know what it is? And you guys can uh, attest to this. Like, we're already on the cool kids table. We're just waiting for everybody else to show up. Like, the party started. We're we here. We've been, we've been throwing this party. It ain't nothing new to this. We're true to this. So just come on, get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full. Because I've been to the future. Where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it because it will mess up the timeline. And next thing you know, Dwayne Johnson's playing Spider Man because he's tired of everyone hating <laughs> various, uh, PR stunts. So no one wants any of that. So make sure that you join on and get on the bandwagon before it becomes full because we got places to go, people, and we want you guys right there with us. But hell of an episode uh, t- today, guys, uh, previewing 2024. <clears throat> but my name is George Serrano, aka the Don. I'm All Star Asa Griffith. Hey, and I'm A Rob the Marvel God. And this has been Major Issues Predicting 2024. And remember, whether you're still living in 2023, are you and ready for 2024 or ready to party like it's 2099? Remember that. We are the click, and always remember that you, yes, you are worthy.